1: listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott.
2: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. It is good to be with you today on this fine Thursday afternoon. Uh, A lot of stuff to talk about today and uh, there'll be more to talk about tomorrow with the Supremes giving their final decisions. But, Uh, For this hour, as we get started, we'll talk about some of that later on in the show today. I wonder if you've ever thought about what it would be like if you ever went blind. How would that affect your life? How would that affect the way... How would that affect your relationship with God? I think that is... something uh i think super important can you uh hey i got a technical thing going on here if i can just take a time out here i'm hearing like a repeat of myself in the headset here so maybe i'll i'll take that off All right. Well, that's going to be, so I don't know if that's going out. You know, sometimes I sit here and I've got the headset on and I don't know if you're hearing what I'm hearing. So then I think if you're hearing what I'm hearing, then you're not liking it too much. So um, I'm going to just try to plow through this here. Um, So this is the question for you. Are you, you know, how would it affect your life, your spiritual life, if you went blind? How would it change your relationship with God? I think certainly it would change your life. You know, i thought about this. What would I do? Would I be able to do this show um, if I went blind? Would I be able to, and I have thought about it. I thought, you know what, I would find a way, I guess. But would that mean that God's plans for my life have changed? Would that mean that there is something else that God has planned for me uh, and that I should do a different job? Well, in a uh, couple of moments here, uh, I think we have a guest uh, probably. How's it coming, Wilbert, with the uh, the guest? All right, he's on his way. All right, so we have a guest who is a pastor who went blind, and uh, I spent uh, 25 years as a pastor, and, you know, I read a lot. I have to read a lot for this job, not just the Bible, of course, but uh, I read a whole lot of stuff, and And uh, you have to read a lot of theology. You have to keep track with uh, what's going on in the world today in so many different ways. Um, in the meantime, you can give me a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Was it me? It was your laptop. (laughs) My laptop? Was I playing the show? Wilbert's in here trying to figure out what I'm hearing. (laughs) And I guess something, for some reason, uh, it was coming through my own laptop. So it is my fault. I'm going into the uh, Pastor Scott Show jail. And uh, so uh, can I get in the jail cell here? We need need to make sure that we uh, have this correct reset. Hey, uh, I'm hearing you. I don't think Chad's hearing you. All right, here we go. So, you know, once in a while we have uh technical difficulties and uh so you can just kind of join us here as we uh we go through all of that. Is uh, is Chad with us now? All right. <laughs> um, you know, so, all right, Chad, are you with me?
3: Yes. Can uh, you hear me okay?
2: I can hear you okay, and I'm so glad that All you're right. here because I have just been uh, pretty much uh, following up the beginning of the show. So it is wonderful to have you with me. I was about to put myself <laughs> in the in the Pastor Scott Show jail. Um, here we go. All right. See, whenever I mess things up, then uh, then I'm there. All right. So let me reset here what we're talking about, Chad. And uh, by the way, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. <laughs> And, uh, oh,
3: thank you for having me I'm gonna, today.
2: I'm going to let people know who you are here. Uh, I was just making the comment, what would life be like for you if uh, you went blind all of a sudden, and how would that affect your life? And uh, Pastor Chad Roberts is here to talk about that. Chad Roberts is the founder and lead pastor of Preaching Christ Church. He is the author and Bible teacher for Awaken to Grace. He has authored uh, Calling on the Name of the Lord, Awaken to Grace, and he is in the waiting, his latest book, and he's been to 40 countries sharing the gospel and training leaders, and he suffered blindness in 2018 but he continues his work. He's married to Sadie. They have four children and they live in Kingsport, Tennessee. Pastor Chad Roberts, welcome to the Pastor Scott show.
3: Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be with you today.
2: Yeah, you know, um tell us your story a little bit and you know what and what God has done through it. So you've been a pastor for how long?
3: For 22 years now.
2: All right. So 22 years. You're the founder and lead pastor of Preaching Christ Church, and uh, you, as a part of your ministry, uh, went on mission trips and uh, and did other things, and you had something happen to you on one of your, your mission trips in 2018.
3: Yeah. So back then, I was in Central America to train pastors. I had went with two other pastors that we were just going to go do a small Uh, pastors gathering with some brothers down there, and there's a Christian radio station there that we're connected with. They have a very large tower up in the mountains. Uh, It overlooked Honduras, and they wanted to hike to the top of that Christian radio tower.
0: Mm.
3: Well, when we got to the top of it, like a spider web of blood, blood vessels burst behind my left eye, I couldn't believe it. It was like looking through a spider web of blood. Of course, you couldn't see it on the outside, but I could see it on the inside. So you could and see I it. Knew, so
2: Other people couldn't see it when they're looking at you, but you could correct. see it because of the lens of your eyes. Yes. Eye.
3: Wow. So you can imagine, you know, I, I panicked, but I didn't say anything to my other colleagues. You I just, uh, the the blood began to dissipate. I finished my work there. We were there for probably, you know, eight or nine days. I finished my work there. Well, when I get home, I know that I need to go, you know, to an eye doctor. And sure enough, they say, yeah, Chad, you're going to have to have surgery. What, what's happened to you is going to require you've had blood vessels burst. So, of course, now uh, the root issue is that I'm also a diabetic. But I had never had any vision problems up to this point. So this came out of nowhere for me. Even my doctors kind of scratched their heads and said, Chad, you're so young. I was 35, turning 36 at that point. And they said, for this to happen to you right now at this age, we have no explanation for it. So I go through two failed eye surgeries on my left eye. And they were back to back within two weeks of each other. And in the last surgery, the doctor accidentally tore my retina, leaving me completely blind. I end up going to Duke University to the best of the absolute best eye doctors in the world. And they said, Chad, there's nothing we can do for you. They said, as a matter of fact, your left eye most likely is going to shrivel and it's going to dry up. But the Lord the Holy Spirit inside me was saying, "No, Chad, you're going to be a, you're going to be like a well watered garden, and your waters are going to fail not. I promise you that." And so the Lord has kept me; He sustained me wonderfully. But that happened instantly. Well, then I began having the same breakdown in my right eye, and it was less uh, probably. Oh, I would say about a year and a half later, less than two years later. I was completely blind. By 2018, I was completely blind in both eyes. And and like you were saying, you know, it was sudden.
2: Yeah. How old were you about that time?
3: I would have been 38.
2: All right. So about 38. I'm amazed. I'm sitting here. I've been to Central America and I've been on some hikes where I wondered how I was going to fare, you know, but Mm, I mm. was okay. And, you know, the idea that you didn't tell anybody, you must have had a lot of internal fears though about what in the world that was that happened to you.
3: Oh absolutely. Oh absolutely. But we uh you know I didn't want to interrupt what was going on and uh and and again the, the it dissipated so quickly. Yeah. But um but yeah, it certainly triggered more
2: issues. So did the doctor say this is something genetic then ultimately? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you come back, you now are going blind. Let's talk about that for a moment. You know, that had to cause you to ask a lot of questions about um, yourself and God's call in your life. And what are you going to do next?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, so as you said, we have four children. My last uh, child was born right as I went blind. As a matter of fact, I stopped driving. The last weekend I drove a vehicle was the last Sunday of October of 2018, and my son was born the next weekend, that first weekend of November. And so, you know, our our family was uh, – the pressure that it put on my wife and the pressure on my kids and even my church, you know, I had founded wow. my church and, uh, you know, people were asking, can you continue to go on and how are you going to preach and, you know, how is all this going to work? Even Awakened to Grace, which is the teaching platform of our church, you know, we were beginning to gain speed and God is giving us this national audience and there were this, there were these huge question marks of what is life gonna look like going forward. But I tell you, Pastor Scott, as you know, God has sustained us more than I could have ever imagined. I tell people all the time, there's been far more gain in this vision loss than there have actually been lost in our life. Mm -hmm. My marriage is far better. Our family is far better. And you know, I tried so hard to grow this church. I mean, I worked my fingers to the bone. It didn't explode until I went blind, and when I took my <laughs> hands off of it, that's when God was able to do all that He wanted.
2: <laughs> You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Pastor Chad Roberts, and uh, he is the author of a book called "He Is." He's in the waiting, and he's also the pastor of Preaching Christ Church in Kingsport uh, in, in Tennessee. Is your church in Kingsport or another town out there? No, no, Kingsport, yeah. Kingsport, Tennessee. And he went blind and on a mission trip or started that process to go blind and went totally blind shortly afterward in 2018. And he's explaining what that was like. And I think as people, you know, just as I'm hearing your story, um, I'm just thinking of all the questions that would go through my life or my mind. Mm-hmm. And then what you saw was blessing through all of this.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
2: Go oh, ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know, so the you decided you could stay that god was still calling you to stay at the church and you mentioned that your your marriage got better let's talk about that because i think that your relationship with your wife would obviously change significantly as well
3: well you know i'm surprised at the kind of person that i was that i didn't quite realize with eyesight i had to control everything I, i didn't trust people the way i think in my heart i really thought i did but when I went blind, you're talking about complete and total dependency, not just on the Lord and not just on the Holy Spirit, but on on the people that God had put into my life. I have to rely on everyone now, even my staff. My staff has grown considerably since I went blind. We've hired many others. But even my executive staff, the trust that I have to put in them Uh, A lot of that changed in my life, and Mm. and I found myself – the more I became dependent on the Lord and the more I became dependent on others, uh, it's a sweet fruit in my life, and and I enjoy it now.
2: When we think about being dependent on the Lord, I think sometimes we don't really think about being dependent on the Lord, right? You know, Mm. like we're dependent on the Lord, but in a way we say, you know, Jesus is my co-pilot, but I still have the wheel. Absolutely. Uh, In your case, you know you had to. You're experiencing, I think, what we're all meant to experience in Mm -hmm. in waiting on the Lord. What are some other things that you learned um, with your relationship with the Lord? (laughs) Well,
3: I really had to learn what it means to rely on God's promises. You know, Satan lies to every one of us, right? And I know your listeners know exactly how Satan lies in their own life. I remember when I first went blind. The enemy came, and he he really twisted this truth for me. I remember the enemy coming and saying, Chad, God does not understand what you're facing. And he reminded me, doesn't the scripture say that God is light? Well, Chad, if God is light, then God doesn't know what it is for you to be in utter darkness. God doesn't know what it is to wake up from a vivid dream where I can see everything in full color, wake up, and then it's just pitch black. And Satan said, God doesn't understand how you feel. He doesn't know what you're going through. And I had to really wrestle through that. But the Lord, oh, Pastor Scott, I've had to learn what it is to rely so heavy on God's promises. And that's when the Lord gave me Micah 7, verse 8. It says, Rejoice not over me, my enemy, for when I fall, I will rise again. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be light to me, That's one of the first scriptures that God gave me being blind. Hmm. He gave me Psalm 23. You know, the scripture says, He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And the pace that my life is now, while I'm more productive than I've ever been, while my church is growing more than it ever has, and awakened to grace, is literally exploding across the country, gaining a national audience. As the Lord is opening so many doors like that, I'm far more at peace. I'm way more restful. Uh I'm content. Contentment like I've never known. I tell people all the time, these are lush green pastures that the Lord has made me to lie down in. It's
2: good and it's sweet. That is. That is uh that is such a great perspective. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is uh, Pastor Chad Roberts, and uh, you, your ministry is called Awaken to Grace. And yep. uh, let's, uh, you know, what does that mean to you, Awakened to Grace? So How did you come up with that name? <laughs>
3: well, when I think about how we were dead in the trespasses of our sins, yeah. and it was only the grace of God that could make us alive in Christ. That's why we called it that.
2: I see. Yeah. Well, that's what that's kind of what I figured, but I <laughs> you know, I think that that's important though for people. Do you feel like because of your situation that you can explain that better?
3: Yeah, you know, one of the blessings when listeners find out that I'm completely blind, they really do lean in differently. It it has a level of intrigue and uh and then of course, you know, every sermon I preach, I'm having to go from memory. Uh, uh every scripture I quote, has to be from memory, you know I, I like most in this generation, I lived on a computer, I lived on a tablet, I lived on my phone, and when those things were taken away, you know i had to, I had to relearn everything, I even had to relearn how to study and how to prepare for sermons and just uh it it, it, it you know, changed all overnight
2: I went to uh, your website and I looked up one of your sermons and I watched it, and I thought you don't look like you're blind there. And I wonder, do you memorize mm-hmm. it? I mean, how well, and in fact, I even thought maybe this is old. Maybe this is an old sermon I'm looking at
3: here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had people ask me, do I use an earpiece when I speak? And, uh, and I don't. You know, a lot of people ask me why I don't wear, you know, like dark glasses to show yeah. that I'm blind. But I tell people I don't feel like I'm blind. Uh, you know, uh, I go on and I do the work that God's called me to do. And I do it with great joy.
2: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Pastor Chad Roberts, and uh, his ministry is called Awaken to Grace. He's got a radio program, and if you're listening on KPraise in San Diego, it is Sunday morning or Sunday evenings at 6 p.m., and uh, you're across the country on some different stations. Yes. Yeah, and uh, you know, so that is also something that you can do with your voice, obviously, on on the radio. And God is blessing that that ministry. How do you how do you translate what's happened to you in the life of other people who have suffered loss in different ways? You know, we all have some challenges, you know, that have come our way. Most of us probably not physically in the same way you have, although many people listening have had similar things or maybe the same thing happened. Um, sure. You know does it give you a a certain ability to really encourage other people who are suffering uh, from a physical uh, disability or other kind of loss?
3: It truly does. And um, uh, another thing that I wasn't prepared for that really surprised me is how many people have come up to me personally and said, Chad, I have this disability or that disability. And while I'm so sorry what has happened to you, I can't tell you how much I relate with the things that you say and i wasn't prepared for that that, yeah. that kind of surprised me but in first peter 419 i love to share this with people who suffer uh, you know the scriptures talk about don't suffer as a sinner you know we all know what it is to make poor choices and we have to suffer the consequences of bad decisions and, and sinful choices we all know what that is but also the scripture says that if you suffer in the will of god and i explain to people What it means to suffer in the will of God is when it's outside of your control, when it's not something you've done that or or it's not something you can change. That's what happened to me in blindness. It was completely outside of my control. But when we suffer in the will of God and we are giving glory to God, 1 Peter 4.19 says, continue to do good. I love to tell people, don't stop in your sufferings. It's designed by God, it's appointed by God. He has such purpose for it, James 1 verse 2. He says, literally, count it as joy when you encounter trials of various kinds. And that word encounter in the Greek, it literally means a scheduled calendar appointment. Hmm. While it took my family by surprise, oh, it didn't take the Lord by surprise. It was a calendar scheduled appointment. That God had all the grace for, all the strength for, and all the joy for. I love to encourage people in those things.
2: I think that is a great encouragement. We all go through things and and we just have to continue and trust the mm-hmm. Lord. You wrote a book called He's in the Waiting, and yes. uh people can find that uh at your website, Awaken to Grace, uh and uh it's awaken to Grace is uh, dot an, com. Uh awaken to grace dot com. And also you can get it on Amazon or wherever you get your books. And it's 30 readings to help you wait on God. I think that a lot of us are uh, impatient about whatever God might Mm -hmm. be doing in our life. What are people going to learn from your book?
3: Well, just that, that waiting on God is a process. And it's one of the most difficult processes that we go through as Christians. When we pray, God will say one of three things. Either he'll say yes, sometimes he says no in his wisdom, And we need to learn to worship God in those times. But most often, God will say, wait, because
2: God has purpose in that process. That is, uh, you know, I think you have to be a little older to start to realize that, you know, in a way. Because I think, you know, at at my age, uh, you know, hitting into uh, the second half of my first century, uh, you begin to realize what God has been doing all along. But it's hard to see that if you're younger. If you're 25, you know, and you just realize you uh, went to school, got in debt, and then you hate your major, where it took you, you know, what the world is God going to do with me? Um, But we're told repeatedly throughout Scripture, aren't we, to wait on the Lord?
3: Yeah, well, it's where the strength is, and uh, unfortunately, you know, in our culture today, our many of us, our prayer lives is much like Amazon Prime, right? We You're think right. it should be there the next day. And uh, of course, God doesn't operate that way. But there's reason for it. There's purpose in it. And there's great gain in waiting on the Lord. David said in the Psalms, he said, it's my pleasure to wait on you. He said, I will wait on you all the day long. And when I began to learn to wait on God and blindness, I began to understand. I, I think when David said, I will wait for you all the day long, I think he's saying, God, it's my pleasure to wait on you. And that had to turn in my life. I couldn't say that several years ago. I was saying, God, hurry up. When's it coming? When's it coming? Now I'm able to say, God, it is my pleasure. You're not my spiritual butler. I am your servant. And it's my pleasure to wait for you all the day long. Yeah.
2: The book is called He's in the Waiting, 30 readings to help you wait on God. You can find that on Amazon or go to uh, the website of Pastor Chad Roberts, awakentograce.com. Pastor Chad Roberts, thanks for being with us today on the Pastor Scott Show and sharing your story.
3: Thank you for having
2: me. Yeah, really uh, encouraged by your story. And uh, I hope that the Lord continues to bless your church and your radio program and all the ministry that God has Uh, been so fruitful, even as you've lost your eyesight. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless. Pastor Chad Roberts, com is the website to learn more. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned.
1: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m.
2: Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. The number is 888-528-2557. Do you work on Sunday? Is that something that has ever bothered you? Do you have to miss church because you go to work? Or do you uh, maybe your church has a Saturday night service or you go to something else? Uh, Are there other things that are happening on Sundays like Little League or other kids sports that you're not too sure how to think about? as a Christian. What do you think? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. 528 2557 As you probably know, the Supreme Court, the Supremes, as I like to say, are uh, rendering their final decisions of this session. A couple of major ones today. Affirmative action is one. We'll talk about that next hour. Uh, but another one that uh, a lot of people have been looking at is about a Christian postal worker who decided he doesn't want to work on Sundays. And and he ultimately lost his job because they weren't being uh, flexible with him, and he decided, you know what, I'm just going to quit after haggling back and forth because they wouldn't actually give him Sunday off. And the Postal Service said it's an undue hardship for them to not have him work on Sunday morning. I know that mail's not delivered on Sunday in most places, but it is, there's people over there. I live pretty close to a post office, so I drive by it uh, all the time. There's always action going on there, and it's a there is a post office, but it's also a processing center. So there's a lot going on at this place. And uh, there's people in there any, any day of the week. Um, so the Supreme Court today... Uh, voted nine nothing a unanimous decision, and that 's something else that is uh, lost in a lot of the Supreme Court conversation there 's been a lot of unanimous decisions lately um, or things that are eight to one or seven to two, but uh, much different than just conservative versus liberal. This one is nine to nothing, which I think is a positive step that basically federal law right now bars employers from discriminating against workers for practicing their religion unless the employer can show that the worker's religious practice cannot reasonably be accommodated. That's the uh, the legal terms without undue hardship, meaning that there are some businesses you can't run if no one will show up, you know, to work, right? And if you are you know for example if you if you work at a retail job you know i've worked retail before and in those jobs i have asked to have sunday mornings off um both uh, i used to work for a kmart or came as we used to call it i also used to work for circuit city i don't know if i've ever told you that but uh 3 years i worked for circuit city and uh, at one point i became a volunteer for the youth department at my church and i said uh, i got to have sunday mornings off so i can be uh, doing the youth ministry and uh, you know they said fine. They didn't give me any pushback at all. Plus, there's no customers, and usually in the morning on Sundays, um, so it was kind of. But it it did cause me a little bit of grief because because there's no customers, and it was an all commission job. The Sunday morning shift was a lousy one to get, and I remember it being uh, significant when I asked for that off for a couple of reasons. Number one, it didn't hurt the company because they can just have someone else do it. You know, be there. Um, but it did impact the other employees, the other salespeople that I worked with because they actually now would have to take a shift that they didn 't want, and I never had to have the shift i didn't want now I think the way that the manager he never told me this, but I always thought you know I later got some pretty lousy shifts during the week because this the store would be open at ten in the morning and uh, it was all commission okay all commission based and but you had to get there at eight. And for two hours, do inventory or some other project. So you're not really getting paid for those two hours, if you think about it. And then there's really not very many customers in a store like that, you know, from 10 to 12 or 10 to 1. So most of your shift, you don't have an opportunity to make money. So it's a lousy, it was a lousy shift. And then I actually get probably the worst day of it was Sunday morning, and uh, I never had to do it. So I got a lot of morning shifts later in the week. I think that's what the management did to try to uh, appease my coworkers who were upset that I never had to work Sunday morning. As I remember, Sunday morning was the worst. It was you had to come in and really do inventory. They might have even opened later on Sundays. It might have been 11 instead of 10. Anyway, uh, my jobs, I've had to do that. So the Supreme Court says that unless – uh, and this is the way the, the law has been. Unless there is an undue burden on the company, they have to let you go to church, or they have to let you do your religious uh, business, you know, for example, if you are a Muslim and you need to have prayer times throughout the day. It's really not a burden on your company, probably, to have you uh, take 15 minutes to go do that. And um you know, so those are the things. So the the nice thing about it was the Supremes voted nine to nothing in uh, favor of this case, and you know, the postal worker's already quit uh, his job. So, uh, and in fact, what they really did was they instructed the lower court to rethink it. Um, but they they created a rule that says, you know, you have to make sure that the burden on the company has to be excessive or unjustifiable. Uh, there are similar rules for you if you have a disability if you have, you know, some reason, I had an employee once who needed to take the bus to come to work and she couldn't do the early, uh, shift. And the, the reason she had to take a bus was because she had epilepsy or some reason that she couldn't, it was a health reason why she couldn't do, uh, she couldn't drive. And, you know, so she, you know, we had to make accommodation for her to work a later shift, uh, a different shift. And really that was no problem. Um, although, uh, you know, her boss over there didn't want to do it. And I said, well, you got to do it. And, uh, they did. So on Sundays, what do you think about Sundays? You know, do you work on Sundays? Have you ever had that job? What does it, what is taking a break on Sunday or a Sabbath? If you look at it that way and not 888-528-2557, Penny in Canoga Park. Welcome to the pastor Scott show. Hi, Penny. You're there.
4: Hi. No, I sure am. Go ahead, Penny. Um, well, it's so funny, you brought up Sunday, but I'm Seventh-day Adventist, so I celebrate, I, oh. I honor Saturday as the Sabbath, and I refuse to work on it. People have been very, very nice to me. When I go for a job interview and everything, I said, there's only one day I will not work, I cannot work, and that is the Sabbath, which is Saturday. So from Friday till Saturday, Friday night to Saturday, I, I cannot work. And it's so funny, before I became Seventh-day Adventist, I got before I knew that it, Saturday was the Sabbath... I got fired for refusing to work on Sunday from one you, job a long wait, time ago. <laughs> so I got fired for not for the wrong Sabbath.
2: <laughs> You got fired for not working on Sunday back when you were yeah. going to church on Sunday. Well what happened? How yeah. did you get fired for that?
4: Oh, the, man, the the girl, man, the female manager they hired for some reason decided she didn't like me. And so she says, well, either you work or you're fired. And I said, okay, well, then I'm not going to be able to work on the Sabbath. I'm sorry.
2: Now, was that a job and, that you could, that that you really had to be there on Sunday or was it oh, a job no. that she could have got yeah, somebody else? It was,
4: it, was a wait, it was a waitress job. I put myself oh. through college being a waitress. And yeah. it was, it was funny because I, I could go back to any manager I had and they'd see me and they'd go, oh, are you looking for a job? And I said no. And then if I if I wanted a job, all I had to go into one manager. I said, "Do you?" He goes, "Do you want a job?" I go, "Yes." He goes, "When do you want? When do you want to start?" (laughs) Well, when do you want me? He goes, "How about tomorrow?" And I go, "Okay, fine." Yeah. Because they've always wanted to hire me. But this was just this one stupid woman. But it's okay. Well, you know, was, yeah, she right. could have
2: been, uh, that company could have been a lot of trouble for that, actually. But,
4: oh, yeah. But you know um, what? I, was not the, I didn't want to get involved with that. But now, and honestly, I that's, will not work on a Sabbath and Saturday And that's the better choice.
2: Now, are there other things you won't do on Saturday? Like, what about, uh, do you have kids or grandkids uh, playing sports?
4: You know, I don't do anything on Saturday. That is the Sabbath. I stay in worship. That's what I worship. That's what I that, do. That's I don't what you do. Meal. I don't go shopping. I don't do anything. Okay. I do all my doctor's appointments. Uh, Like on Friday, it's really good because on Friday, I can have everything done before four, before it's, certain, you know, and it's it's fun. All right. And Sunday, I don't care about. Any Sunday you want me to work, it's no problem with me.
2: Okay. All right, Penny, thanks for calling the pastor, Scott. So, uh, yeah, she got fired uh, illegally, actually, for that. You know, there are some jobs uh, that you could have where you really have to be there. You know, there are people who work, you know, here at the station on Sunday. Somebody has to be here. Um, or you can work at Chick Fil A, and uh, nobody has to be there. And uh, somebody just on Saturday night has to come over and set up those uh, those red cones in the drive through that I run into when I think about Sunday after church. Let's go to Chick Fil A, and uh, we can't. Uh, my son sent me this funny text. Uh, it was a uh, you know a picture actually. It's a GIF is what they call it, right? Uh, and it said, uh, "Fathers eat free on Father's Day at Chick Fil A." which was really funny because Father's Day is Sunday. And yep, fathers eat free. You have to bring your own food because they're not open. But I thought that was a good one. I thought that was pretty funny. Are there things that you won't do on Sunday? Or have you made accommodation for yourself to go to church? Or have you thought about it? Has it bothered you? I think there are other things. You know, there are sports now on Sunday. You know, do you skip church to go to the Little League game? Do you skip church because you have other activities that you signed up for? on sunday or do you get it around, get around it some way some churches have uh saturday services and the same thing if you go to church on saturday you know as uh, penny does you, you just just take the same philosophy and move it you know a day um what do you consider it to be important for you as far as going to church what is your priority or if you're scheduled to work on the sunday say you had a job in retail and you're not scheduled every sunday but you're scheduled some sundays is that the right thing to do, or is it not? What do you think about that? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Thursday edition continues in just a moment. Stay tuned Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. Would you, what do you, uh, What do you work on Sunday? How do you feel about that? There was a Supreme Court case that was decided today, nine nothing in favor of a postal worker who wanted Sunday mornings off so he could go to church. And they said, no, it would create too much of an undue hardship on the Postal Service. And the Supreme Court said they were wrong, that uh, it was not an undue hardship, that the Postal Service would have had to figure out why they would not be able to do their their business while an employee went to church or if they you, you know they couldn't just reschedule that employee for another time they should have considered uh, lots of other options the supreme court said and actually sent it back to a lower court to reconsider and it got me thinking what are some things that you think about sundays uh, today what should you do should you go to church do you work you know what are the there's a lot of complicated things i think in our world today 888-528-2557 Rachel in Orange County welcome to the Pastor Scott show hi Pat. God, always I'm, I'm uh, good, Rachel.
4: Just, weighing, just weighing
2: in on that. Hey, Rachel, I got a lot of. Are, are out. you out in the wind, maybe? A lot of wind blowing? Uh, No. Can you
4: hear me okay? You know, I've
2: got some interference. Let me put you on hold and come right back to you, okay? It sounds like wind or something going on uh, there with your phone. Uh, let's go to uh, Alvin and Glendora. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
5: Hey, Pastor Scott. This is. Uh... Uh, elvin miranda and i agree with that supreme court decision 100 uh, percent. i'm a pastor with a christian missionary alliance in glendora but before i became a pastor i was the la county fire captain and paramedic for nearly four decades yeah and when i was a young when i was a young uh, christian i used to worry and think about that uh, probably too much about oh well, i got to work on sundays but i can tell you i saved many lives and many properties and, and in the process of doing that job and as i became Mormon sure as a Christian, I realize Jesus did some of his best work on the Sabbath, even when he was being persecuted by the Pharisees. So as a pastor now, I understand some of the complications and some of the situations that people are in. So uh, anyway, I just want to share that experience with yeah. you, and, and I appreciate your show, Pastor. Hey, pastor thank much. you,
2: Alvin. I got, a, I got an interesting question for you as a pastor. Do you work on Sundays yeah. now?
5: Every Sunday. Every Sunday from from 8 to (laughs) 1. Oh, man, I
2: always thought about that. Sunday is sometimes a huge day, you know? Where's the Sabbath, Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, For the preacher.
0: That's right.
2: All right, Alvin, thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show and and listening. 888-528-2557. Sundays, I'll tell you what, sometimes it depends on, you know, what your system's like in your church, but it can be brutal. I'd sometimes uh, start work at 4 or 5 in the morning Sometimes because God would wake me up and going, hey, the sermon you planned is stupid. We're going to change it. And then I would have to work it out. And uh, sometimes I I probably wouldn't get home on a normal Sunday till after one o'clock. And, uh, you know, if you have a service that doesn't begin till 11 or 1130, now you're talking about later. Lots of churches have Sunday nights. It's a long day for your pastor. Um, What do you do if you got to work on Sunday? What how do you handle that? 888-528-2557. Jeremy in Sun Valley. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. (laughs)
6: Hey, Batch, Scott, uh, love the show. Um, I've learned for myself personally just to kind of uh, adjust um, to uh, you know. Uh, actually, I'm going to be going to church later tonight, so I found a, I found a church out in the valley out here where I could I could go. You know, uh, and because I work weekends, I'm a weekend worker warrior, yeah. whichever you want to call it. <laughs> right. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I've just learned to, uh, to kind of adjust my schedule. I mean, I prefer to, uh, go on Sundays. Um, but uh, like you said, uh, this day and age, our, it's, our society has changed so much. So, you know, so it's like I said, for me, for me, it's just personally, I, I go, well, let's see if I can get fed in a, in a different way. And let's see if we have a, a service I can go to on a weekday or a week, you know, uh, I, well, I used to go on a Saturday. I like, I like to go on Saturday services. Um, uh, to some, uh, some churches will have a Saturday service, but yeah. I learned that.
2: But you got to um, work, you got to work on the weekend. So you need another option. So yep. you've made one, you found a church yep. that has a Friday service.
6: Uh, Thursday service. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Actually, Thursday. Yeah, oh yeah. Today's to- Thursday. i yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll be, I'll be, I'll be going in a, in a, in a little bit. So, but, but I—and I, and, and I just—I'm very grateful. I'm like, at least, you know what? I, I try to look at it as, hey, at least I get to go to church, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's not on Sunday, but at least I get to go, you know?
2: Yeah, I'm glad that you do, Jeremy, uh, and thanks for doing that. Appreciate that, you know, uh, and for calling. You know, you got to go somewhere, right? That's the that's another thing about the world today. You used to have— uh, not everybody had sunday off i'm remembering as a kid you know i used to live pretty close to a strip mall and uh they in the palmdale and everything was closed except the carl's jr and the shaky's pizza the restaurants were open but everything else was closed every sunday uh but everything is open now in that same place uh ever since 888-528-2557 andrew in san marcos welcome to the pastor scott show
7: Oh, thank you. Good uh, good question. I've, I've always thought about that. And um, my wife and I are self-employed, and I think God has put on our hearts that if you, if you work six days, that seventh day we need to make sure that we're not trying to make up for lost work, that we're putting aside time for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people do work on Sunday, and I've never looked at it as a bad thing. I think if you're uh, called to uh, do a certain thing, like especially working for the government, you don't just put that off and say, I can't work Sunday, but we are not to uh, give into society over God's will. And I think he'll put that on your heart as long as you're praying and, you know, you have the Holy Spirit working through you.
2: Yeah. Well, and, you know, there is something, uh, people are going to have some different beliefs about what it means to keep the Sabbath today. And are we bound to a particular day or are we bound to making sure we have a day off? Do you make sure that you do take a day off every week?
7: Yes, because my work is more of a um, like I work with a lot of metal and machines, mm-hmm. and I can get carried away. Has nothing to do with God. However, the uh, previous caller was a fire captain, and man, he's saving lives. He's he's pulling people out of positions that no one else is going to do. Yeah, and if he takes that day off, who's going to do it? As for me, I cannot work on a company's parts, and it's fine. You know, right. I can put that off.
2: It works for I've
7: you. Le- yeah, and I've learned that. When I try to make up time on the Sunday and fix the machine or do some programming, I make six more bugs for myself. But if I just leave it to him and I say, God, whatever you have for me Monday, we'll deal with it Monday. All the work gets done. Everything goes smoothly. So it seems like when I take it into my own hands, I mess it up. So I've just learned uh, whatever day it is. you know, For me, it's Sunday. Give it to him as well as pray throughout the week. However, give that day to him. And don't think about work. Think about him because he's first. Yeah. I don't want to put my work first because you can lose everything overnight. And then what was all that time for that you spent putting into Sundays? So that's where uh, kind of my wife and I see things. Yeah. trying to teach my son the same thing
2: so. all right well that's a good good answer there andrew god bless thanks for calling the pastor scott show i got a note here that says rachel is back and sounds better but i don't see your call rachel but thanks for trying we'll uh, we'll hear from you another time uh annie in silmar welcome to the pastor scott show
8: yes hi um my name is annie um anyway i was working in a furniture store i didn't have a job like long time after covid finally i got this job and i was going to like a Homestyle, like a church in the house, that type of a church, and the pastor kept telling me like, "Oh, you should ask for a day off on Sundays." And I was like, "It's a store, and that's the those are the days they do their sales." Mm-hmm. So I don't think the owner will like that. And the owner's son wanted to go to Europe, bring some furniture and stuff, whatever. He was gonna go. I asked him. He kept saying, "No, we can't. Can you wait until I come back? I don't want to leave my dad here alone." So I didn't want to lose my job. And then every time I would go to the study, they would tell me, oh, did you ask them? And his wife called me, then another yeah. uh, of the people who come. Well, they kept pressuring me until I kept telling them, like, I need some days off. I have to go to church. And they said, well, I'm sorry. You know, if you, you don't like it. This is how it is. You work in a store. Maybe you should get another kind of a job. And I need it. I need to pay my bills. They're not going to pay my bills. But anyway, after that, everything I said, they didn't like it, or they kind of turned on me. Yeah, so what and happened ultimately? I lost the job. You lost and the, lost
2: the, job. the job. job. So they let you go right. eventually? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Did you find yes. a better job?
8: Not yet. I have sent a resume Oh, this is recent. For it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. All right. Well, uh, good luck with that, getting the job. Okay, there's stuff out there, so hopefully you'll be working soon, Annie. And uh, you got yeah. to your, you gotta hold to your you got to hold to your principles on that. The interesting thing about a company like that is, you know, they would have you know legally the issues that the Supremes were dealing with today is, you know, if they need salespeople on Sunday to stay open, otherwise there would be an undue hardship. Then they have a right to let the person go. But if they don't, if they can just schedule somebody else, or maybe on Sundays, um, Kmart. In fact, when I worked there on Sunday, you got paid time and a half back in the day. Uh, I remember when they took that away, that's when they knew they were going down the drain. But, you know, lots of people wanted to work on Sunday because you got time and a half. And so there were, have been companies that do uh, certain things to. as an incentive if they're going to be open on Sunday. All right, I I'll take one more call here. Oscar in Baldwin Park, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
9: Hello, Pastor Scott. Thank you for taking my call. Love Hi, Oscar. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, wrote, uh, the whole working on Sunday, uh, I'm a plumber, uh, so... I work for a company during the week, and but on the weekends, sometimes I get calls from family members or friends that need uh, help, you know, on, a, on a, the drains clogged up or something, something, whatever, something small in the house fixed. And um, and as I had the the, the call or uh, the pastor calls a few calls before you about how you, he doing, God he would help people. While I was <laughs> my way too. Sometimes I, I kind of on the Sundays are always uh, less pressure, you know. Sundays are Sundays, you know. They're, they're more relaxing. And when I go, I feel like I'm doing God's work, you know, it 's plumbing. But I feel like I'm helping out people. And I, and I actually, it's, it's time for me to enjoy my work when I'm doing it. Sometimes being a plumber can be stressful during the week working for a company. But when you're doing work like that, especially on a Sunday for your family, you can really enjoy your work. That's why I, I take the time to try just really enjoy what I do on a Sunday if I do happen to work on a Sunday. Because I feel like I am doing it for God. Cause I'm helping out whoever, family, friends, or whoever, you know? Mm. Yeah, so, I that's, understand that. That's
2: all right, Oscar. Thank you. I I gotta go, Oscar, I'm almost done here. Yeah, thanks for calling. And uh you know, it's a it's a super interesting question. We'll ask it another time too, is uh how does a Christian need to keep the Sabbath? You know, how does that work today in a modern time? And there's some different points of view on it. I will tell you that whatever it is that you think on there. Really, you do need to take a day off and spend that day focused on the Lord, whether you're going to church, which is what you should do, and most of the time you can do that. I understand that some people can't. Uh, today, though, we live in a time where there are multiple church services and other days. There's video. There's a way to do it, but you definitely want to have a practice of rest and being in God's practice Uh, presence. And uh, I promise you, it actually will benefit you in life. There is a blessing to that. All right. Lots more to say about that, but not a lot of time for this hour. All right, we come back. Another Supreme Court decision we'll talk about as the Thursday edition of the Pastor
0: Scott Show continues. Stay tuned